and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Ron Wilson, CEO of Interview Stream and the host of Talent Storm, where we'll chat about everything that meets at the intersection of talent and organizational performance. We're focused on exploring the tips, tricks, and techniques for identifying and fostering talent and creating high-performance teams and organizations. I'm excited to be joined today by a good friend of mine, Catherine Gregorski. Catherine has over 25 years of experience in the HR industry, helping organizations grow and succeed. Most recently, she is a founder of the fast-growing human capital management and payroll software consulting firm, Jubilant, who is a top-level partner of the newly formed powerhouse of Ultimate Software and Kronos. Catherine, welcome to the Talent Storm podcast. I'm honored to have you with me today. Thanks, Ron. I'm honored to be here. This is really exciting, so thank you very much. Awesome. Well, hey, before we get started, why don't, uh, why don't you spend a, a few minutes just giving folks uh, a little bit of your background in HR? Sure. Very happy to do that. Try to keep it brief. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, 25 years or so um, in the corporate space, um, working in HR. Um, my experience goes uh, way back to the days when HR wasn't really even HR. I think back then it might have been called personnel, as a matter of fact, personnel and payroll. <laughs> Um, not to date myself, but, uh, you know, uh, just kind of uh, always curious about uh, different companies. That was always something that was very interesting to me. So, you know, I had a lot of different great experiences, um, grew up in the Cleveland area and, and lived there most of my life and, you know, just worked for a lot of really great companies. And I, I felt really lucky because um, as HR and payroll continue to evolve and, you know, how it became connected to the organization as, a, as an anchor, as a part of the organization, as opposed to, you know, more tactical and just process oriented, um, I really got the opportunity to grow up in it. So spent a lot of time in a lot of different companies, um, but always had this uh, this operational inclination. Um, I'm always about putting things together and thinking about how to do things differently. So uh, got a little bit of a reputation as a, as a dust buster or fixer. So, um, and uh, systems where I was a part of that, right? So I started in the ADP green screen DOS days, if that even dates oh even further. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, so um, HR systems, payroll, um, ERPs, which back in the day, you know, referred to as financial packages and those types of things, and just always working really closely together with those groups to try to move the organization forward from an operational standpoint. So that was a big focus for me. And then of course, from the talent side, you know, having the opportunity to lead HR teams and strategy um, around talent engagement and really bringing those two concepts together, right? Because they don't live separately, they live together. Um, and how do we better the organization for its people through technology and, and different things like that? So um, then eventually I became a consultant and um, just really felt like I wanted to focus on that as a driving aspect of what I do uh, because I loved it so much. and. I'm very passionate about it. Um, so I, I did some consulting and then um, met my partner, Tim Force, um, and uh, we talked quite a bit about organizations, our own experiences, not just for ourselves, but for the people that we were serving and our clients and just felt like, you know, we need to focus on a culture that really works for everyone. And that was the impetus that became Jubilant. Um, and honestly, um, it, part of it is our name as well. Um, our, our goal and our mission um, is to humanize the world of work, not just for ourselves, our own team, um, but also for our clients. 
<clears throat> and really making um, experiences very unique for, by individual, by listening, by caring, and those types of things. So it's a little, yeah. little bit about me. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And I love that you, you know, you, you've, you've got the operational practitioner background, and then you went into consulting, whereas, you know, folks like me started out as consultants without ever practicing it and you know I was in there telling people what to do so I love the fact that you know you 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 did the operational work then you went off and did the consulting and then you realized wait a minute there's a unique opportunity here to form a company that focuses around this and you you couldn't have picked I, I think your name is totally awesome too jubilant <laughs> so so I know um, I know culture is something that is you know incredibly important to you and um, before we talk about how you impact the cultures of, of the you know clients that you work for I'd love to just kind of dig in a little more about you know starting jubilant the the culture that that you've all created there and kind of just what you're all about as an organization sure thanks Ron um, well it, it started off in the early days as I mean very simple um, it was really all about focusing on the right people um, to work with as opposed to zeroing in on specific skill sets and all those types of things. And um, even from the very beginning, um, funny story, so Debbie Mueller, who is our chief people officer now, um, was our first employee. And, um, you know, I had I had sent a call out to all of my network when we started Jubilant to say, hey, you know, we, we need to hire some people because it was just me for a few months. And then um, Debbie replied and said, said, well, what about me? So Debbie had been a former client of mine and just loved what we were doing and the culture that we were talking about creating and she wanted to be a part of it. So Debbie joined us and, you know, um, with Tim as an advisor, we, we just said from the very beginning, um, you know, we have a professional services firm here and we have a strategy around um, the goals, right? So all businesses have to make money. So typical KPIs, things like utilization, productivity, billable hours, all those types of things. But we knew that we could do it differently in that if we focus on the people and what is important to them, their professional growth, their development, um, all of those things can come, right? Um, and it was that way from, from the beginning. Um, and even still today, we have people applying to Jubilant because there are team members here who are telling the world that it's really true there. That's what they're doing. So, you know, again, those things are important. We have to manage those things. But first and foremost, it's all about the culture. And I think, you know, what we focus on with our team members really is that Culture is everyone's responsibility, right? It's not just an edict that comes down from leadership that says, hey, you know, we, we expect you to behave in this way. We expect you to do these things, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, it's, it's fostering the environment and giving and empowering each of them to take ownership of that with us. Um, and then the leadership obviously has to lead in that way so that everyone else feels like they can do same, right? And creating that yeah. environment. So no, I, I love it. I love it. And mm -hmm. uh, so obviously, you know, that, that's the, uh, the, you know, the secret sauce that you have internally. I mean, what would you say makes Jubilant different from an external perspective, from an engaging with customers perspective? Mm -hmm. I think first and foremost, Ron, it's really about the listening. Um, you know, from the minute that we engage with a potential client, you know, and starting with, um, you know, Tim and the business development team, we are talking to these folks as they are human beings and we're really trying to understand a lot about them 
Um, we obviously need to know their business requirements, use cases, all the things that we need to do to, to do our work well. Um, but it really is about getting to know the people and engaging with them. Um, Pre-COVID, you know, we would do a lot of these things in person. Now we're doing them on video. I'm very thrilled that we're doing them very successfully so, right? Um, just, just like you and I are talking right now. Um, and giving them a safe place and having them feel that same culture um, and, and letting them know that what's important to them is important to us. And really hearing, um, really, really, really listening. So when we hear them say something or maybe they don't say something, that gives us pause to say, okay, stop, we need to reach in, right? We need to reach in, how are you doing? It doesn't sound good today, right? What's going on? And it may have nothing to do with our project, but that's okay because all of us come from um, long tenured professional careers, most of us from an HR background. So we've got that intrinsic capability and um, need and desire to service people. So it's it's really about taking our culture and trying to bring it to our clients. And, you know, all of our clients um, want to hear our story, which is always amazing. I mean, how many vendors, I mean, I, I for all accounts and purposes, we're a vendor. Uh, we like to be right. a partner. But of course. <laughs> Who wants to hear your story, right? They love the name. They want to hear the story. Um, and, and it really becomes a team where, you know, there's no difference. Is it, you know, the client team or is it our team? It is a team, right? And we create that and foster that from the beginning. So I think that's what makes us different. I love it. So you're really extending your culture into your customers and, mm -hmm. and uh, making them part of who you are and helping them evolve, sounds right. like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. So I know you're somebody who, um, you know, the word status quo is, is like one of the, like those two words are probably like words that just don't resonate with you whatsoever. No. And so, um, you know, very uh, conscious bias here and a generic statement I'm going to make, but you know, I, I found that, you know, HR historically has been a laggard from an embracing change, embracing mm -hmm. technology, I mean, how do you go about helping HR leaders and, and business leaders really move out of the status quo and really lean into kind of a, a new future that, that empowers them more than they've been you know, previously? Yeah, great question, Ron. Well, you know, it really, it starts with, first of all, giving them, again, this safe space, right, where they have a trusted advisor and they feel like they can truly talk. Um, we help them engage with their executive leadership. And, and we start this off from the very beginning. And our, our welcome presentation, our kickoff meetings are really all about um, dreaming big, right? Um, historically, as you said, um, you know, HR has, has been said to, to lag in these areas. Um, you know, again, there are a number of things that can be said there as to the reasons why, um, you know, is it leadership support? Is it the environment? You know, is it just that that particular team or person isn't on board with those types of things? Um, I think change is daunting to a lot of people. And, you know, here we are in this era of the last six months where we've all been forced into change warp speed, right? Everything that we've been talking about. Um, so for us, I mean, it's all about, again, a, a lot of communication, creating a safe space and the expectation out of the gate that there is going to be change here. And we need to talk about this. Um, we need to think about letting go of what has always been and being um, driven by fear, really, that 
you know, that change is going to have a negative impact on them as a person or as a professional or even as a company, right? Um, arming them with tools and examples and, you know, even scripts. I mean, last week I was writing a script for a CEO and a CFO to present back to their board of directors on the change that we're about to launch next week with their organization. And I wrote that script for them because they just didn't even know where to start, right? Right. Um, Jubilant implements software, but it's it's way more than that, right? So, I mean, we'll do any of those types of things to help their organization move forward and succeed and help HR learn how to do that better if they need to. Yeah. The, the way I would characterize what you're doing is you're, you're actually leaning into the organizational behavior mm-hmm. of an organization Absolutely. and you're helping drive that change yeah. at all levels. Absolutely. Right? Which is absolutely important. And, and, you know, to go back to my previous point, you know, why I'm biased, you know, kind of the history, you know, to your, you know, kind of as you talked about why, why has it been this way? I mean, I frankly think it's been, you know, that HR has been lip service. You know, people are our number one asset and whatnot. I mean, I think historically a lot of organizations, a lot of business leaders, you know, treated people like just a, another widget, you know, another, another, uh, you know, point, a data point in a spreadsheet. And uh, I think, you know, there's been an awakening with, with business and with leaders today that that just doesn't work, especially with the, the younger generation. You know, they're looking for more purpose with what they're doing. You know, it's not just a job anymore. And if you don't treat people differently and really have people leaning in, you're not going to have the engagement, which means you're not going to have the productivity, which means you're not going to drive the results. And so I think it's, you know, we're in a wonderful place right now where there's an awakening around the importance of talent and people and organizational performance and behavior. And, and uh, I love the fact that you and I are sitting in this space and so passionate about it. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know, another area that, that, that I love that you talked about is, um, you know, you're in the business of humanizing because we believe that, you know, um, the human aspect of human resources is sometimes getting lost, you know, within some organizations. And so, um, and some people think technology is driving a lot of that. And whereas I think technology still has, you know, a critical role in that and can still help humanize human resources. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to, you know, talk to you about how you've seen kind of technology evolve from an HR perspective and kind of your take on, on where people are at today with, you know, adopting technology to better enable them and and provide, you know, better outcomes. Right. Well, this is the topic we could talk about all day, Ron, because this one is really, this is, this is, this topic is one of the things that gets me up in the morning when I think about this. Um, you know, technology in and of itself is a beautiful thing. And I, I know it's, you know, it's huge in all of our lives now and it, it makes things easier and, and more convenient and all of those things. It does the same thing for an organization. Um, you know, in the early days, technology was more about, I think, the tactical execution of work and, you know, tracking data and metrics and those types of things. And over time, it's really evolved into um impacting the ability to highly impact engagement right so um as you said people today particularly today have a higher expectation and i talk to our clients about that as well with regards to they want to feel empowered they want to feel like they are in control of their own information right they want to be able to access things whenever they want to Um, if your company isn't doing that then you are going to start to find that you're either going to start losing people, you're not going to be able to hire people, people just aren't going to want to work in an environment where they're still filling out paper, where they still have to talk to another human being to some to do something very simple that they could do on their mobile phone, right? And 
you know, nowadays with um, the consumer outpacing everybody else with regards to adoption on technology, it's easier for companies to do that, right? 10 years ago, um, we might have been begging employees to be interested in this and where today they expect it. So from that standpoint, it's, it's an easy conversation to have. That doesn't mean it's an easy thing to change within an organization because most often, you know, it's, others in the organization who struggle with the adoption as opposed to the users themselves, right? Because they, they right. want that. Um, so, I mean, from, but from an engagement perspective, and when you think about HR um, as a critical component to an organization, HR now has the opportunity to truly be strategic, right? We are no longer tactical note takers and administrators and all those types of things. We create this technology so now HR can truly be out front and be focused on organizational health, trust, culture, you know, all the things, as you said a moment ago, years ago had been, you know, lip service basically, right? Because we didn't right. make the time or the investment to do those things. And now, we have the time because of these systems, right? This technology is affording us that. And I wanted to make one more point, exactly what you said. Technology does not mean that we no longer need humans. As a matter of fact, right. we, need, we need humans even more, right? Correct. Just so that we can do this type of stuff. Because these types of conversations, the time to sit down and think, the ability to read and grow as an individual has all been lost on, I must do this 24 seven, right? Um, so I, I, I think that people are embracing technology slowly in that way and they're starting to realize it. I think the last six months have shown even more wow, we can really use this to our benefit. Yeah, without a doubt. I think that, you know, the last six months have, uh, I think, awakened a lot of people up around their, their resiliency that they may yes. not have thought that they, they actually had, you right. know, one thing. And then two, like you said, it's been a forcing factor to adopt some technology like video. I mean, mm -hmm. the Zoom effect, if you will. Right. You know, I think everybody's now comfortable from grandma to your, you know, your preschool <laughs> child. You know, everyone's used right. to now being on video, talking with people. And, you know, it's not this scary thing anymore. Mm -hmm. so it's really great that, uh, you know, people are starting to lean into it more so. And then obviously the last six months has, uh, has certainly forced people who may have been a bit uncomfortable historically to actually, you know, embrace it more because they've had no choice. So, Speaking of the last six months, obviously things have been a little crazy and I just, you know, I'd love to get your perspective, one from your own business, like what's changed in how you operate, how you engage with employees, how you engage with um, your customers. I mean, what's changed uh, since uh, the fund started in March? Well, I, obviously a lot for, for everyone. Um, for Jubilant, we were already in a remote environment. So from the standpoint of the logistics of being remote, um, that, that piece was easy for us. Obviously, no problem. Um, our, our team members, um, we, we had always had ever since we began that we talk on video. We, it, it has Love never it. not been a, so that, I mean, you know, we put a big X through the cell phone of just calls, right? We, we've always done this to engage. Um, and our clients have now slowly started to come on board. And honestly, we still have to encourage some of them. Some of them were just like, oh, come on. We want to see your smiling face. Let's get on video, you know? Um, but there was there were still some pretty big gaps there, Ron. And honestly, um, you know, Tim and I have focused on this quite a bit. Debbie, um, our, our our CHRO, to think about how do we engage, right? Being on video and talking to each other is one thing, but how do we actually right. engage a conversation? 
so we've done a lot of um, fun things at Jubilant. Um, some things we read about, some things we just thought about. Um, but, you know, like we do the social hours, right, on, on occasional Fridays. Um, we have coffee breaks in the middle of the day a couple times a week where people can just jump on and have some coffee. Yeah, I love um, it. We have um, virtual work sessions where we'll have everyone dial in and they're doing their work, but it's kind of like they have that old style, you know, like open cubicle where everybody's working and, you know, every now and then someone tosses out a comment. It just makes them feel like they're not alone. You know, um, we're, we're continuing to look at different ways. Um, we just had a two day annual team meeting that we would normally do in person that we had to pull off online. Um, you know, we had some, uh, we came up with a, a bingo game where, you know, certain people would say certain things and, you know, that kind of thing. So just coming up with creative ways and the feedback that we got um, was great because what, what we want to do when we're on video is to try and encourage participation, right? Just talking at them doesn't really do that. So we did that and it was a lot of fun and it really worked. Um, for our clients, again, um, they're getting better about it every day, but um, I, I think people do by example, right? So whether they get on video or not, we are always on video, right? They can always see us and, and we try to encourage same. Um, but, you know, again, I, I think most people are starting to adopt that um, and it's getting a lot better there on the, on the outside. As you said, everyone's grandmother is on Zoom nowadays, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> So is there, is there any trends or anything you've seen from a customer perspective on things that they're now doing differently or, you know, new priorities that they may have that they haven't been thinking of? I mean, what's, what's happened in your customer base that maybe is different than you, you thought, um, you know, six months ago? Is there anything? Well, I think mostly this, the, the speed of the adoption of change, um, you know, especially when this all first started back in March and, and everybody was very confused. Um, you know, we were really concerned about our clients and reaching in quite a bit uh, because there were many of them who were just not ready for, for this at all. Of course, remote environments and those types of things. And I think it's really helped over the last six months, you know, seeing is believing, right? So they're seeing it, you know, these changes and it's working. So now when we suggest some type of a dramatic change for their organization, they're more open to listening as opposed to just shooting it down and saying, you know what, we're not ready for that. Sounds great, but maybe next year, you know, those types of things where now I, I think people are open to a little bit more risk and a little bit more change. Uh, we're seeing that more and more often. And I think that's a great thing, right? You mentioned the resiliency of people um, to understand that everything may not be perfect right out of the gate, we have to try first, right? Where people were not willing to do those types of things before. We're seeing much more of that. Awesome. That's good news. Well, I know we're, uh, we're kind of butting up on time here and wanted to see if uh, there's any other topics or anything you'd like to touch on before we uh, wrap up. Yeah, absolutely, Ron. Um, well, I, I'll just say, you know, um, again, when, when we're talking about engagement and culture, um, had um, a number of different um, conversations um, regarding um, uh, ideal team player is something that we've been focusing on, which I know you you, you have it. Idea near and dear to my heart. 
near and dear to your heart. Um, and obviously uh, the, the advantage, which I know you know that we uh, have adopted that from a strategic standpoint. And we're just spending a lot of time trying to understand ourselves and understand each other, um, respecting the fact that everyone matters. Um, and, and from that standpoint, I think that, you know, if I had one thing to share with the leaders out there in the world is, you know, spend time doing that with your team members, especially now when you're, you know, in a remote environment, when it is a very difficult time and very stressful for a lot of people for all of the obvious reasons. Um, you know, those are the things that we've been focused on and, and that we're investing in. And I would just say, you know, fellow leaders, um, you know, just, just focus on your team and focus on yourself and everything else will be okay. That's awesome. I, I love what you and Tim and the rest of the team are doing. You you guys are a high flying, you know, organization. I love to you know be on the outside watching it, and it's uh, it's exciting. I'm excited to uh, to continue to follow you all and, and see where you uh, where you wind up and where you take this rocket ship. So uh, I'd like to thank you for uh, your your time and insights today. I think it was a great conversation. Um, how can uh, our listeners best connect with you and Jubilant? Um. So they can go to our website, www.jubilanthr.com, um, and reach out to me via email anytime. Would love to hear from people, love to meet new people and have great conversations like this. Uh, Catherine.Rigorski at jubilanthr.com. Awesome. We'll uh, make sure we, uh, we add that to the show notes. Uh, well, that's a wrap for our conversation with Catherine today. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you prefer to get your stream. We'd also really appreciate it if you provide us with a rating and review. If you have any questions or comments for us, please feel free to contact us at talentstorm at interviewstream.com. Catherine, thanks again for joining us today. Oh, my pleasure, Ron. Thank you for having me. Thanks, everyone. It's all good. <laughs>